Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Over the Monster podcast, the edition where Brian and Dan record a show before we know whether the Yankees won or lost, but you listen to it after that happened. Happy Yankee um, Elimination Day, everybody. Yeah, I mean, until it's not Yankee Elimination Day, let's did celebrate I, it like it is. Did I just blow that for everybody? Yeah, by All the right. way, guys, this is like the old TV show early edition. We have tomorrow's newspaper today. Um. And uh, the Chicago Sun Times, as it is, that's a real deep cut. Did you just reference? Did you just reference like a CBS drama from 1994? Uh, After 1994, I think it's more like early 2000s, maybe late 90s. But it's got Kyle Chandler. Yeah, remind me of that show. So yeah, he gets he gets the next day's newspaper the day before, and then he has to stop all the crimes. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like Quantum Leap, only instead of traveling through time. To a different situation the situation is reported to him on his doorstep every day and he has to go fix it mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i ever saw that show but that was back in the era when we watched network television and the commercials so i think i just know it just from the commercials yeah 1996 really like to 2000 there you go perfect those are the exact years i was in college in chicago and worked on the newspaper so it appealed to me um but enough about early edition, the former CBS procedural that ran from 1996 to 2000. Let's talk about the baseball playoffs. Let's do um, it. Dan, you told me before this show that you had some capital T thoughts. I actually added the capital <laughs> T 
on these playoffs. I would like to, as you are the site manager for Over the Monster and the one with the thoughts, invite you to lay them on us presently. Well, so I don't. Well, all right. I I do have some thoughts. Um, I thought uh-huh, we could just start um, by revisiting our draft, though. <laughs> uh, for those of you who listened two weeks ago, Brian and I drafted not the teams that we thought were going to win the World Series, but the teams that we wanted to win the World Series. If I recall, my picks were the New York Mets. Who lost in the wild card round? They were my first pick. My second pick was the Toronto Blue Jays. Lost in the wild card round. My third pick was the Los Angeles Dodgers, who did not lose in the wild card round only because they did not play in the wild card round. And then I rounded it out with the Phillies, Braves, and then I was forced to pick the Astros as my last pick. Um, so my picks are not doing so well, Brian. <laughs> So, which which I suppose means that your picks are doing very well. Would you say so? So again, so we were going for teams that would make us happy if they win. Would you say are are you like exceedingly happy right now? Well, I'm not exceedingly happy. So much of what is going to transpire on a happiness scale hinges on the game tonight. Correct. Because otherwise, while I think my teams have extracted more joy from the playoffs than yours because I had the Mariners and the Guardians and the Guardians Padres. were your first pick, right? They were my first pick. So you went, the, you went Guardians, fi- Seattle, Padres? No, other way around. Guardians, Padres, Seattle. Gotcha. Um, and then you rounded out and then you were forced to take the Cardinals, I guess. Cardinals and Yankees. Yes. And so either you and I will... At this point, I mean, either way, we're split. You're, we're going to have each, each have one team in each ALCS or mm. in it, each championship series. The only difference is it'll either be the trash bowl of uh, Yankees-Astros or right. the dream matchup of Guardians-Astros. Um, but then on the NL side... I think this is the best result. This is like people have complained, including you, about yep. the playoff And I'm going to complain series. some more today. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I do think that it's not... My my theory of it is that it's basically for normies. Um, it's catered to attract normies, but not playoffs, just normies. Yes. And like I have no dog in the fight in the NL, and this is very appealing to me. This series is going to be... So fun. And yeah, people are complaining the Dodgers didn't make it. Oh, do I want to watch Dodgers Cardinals for the... I mean, they probably actually haven't played that often, but they've played in individual series many times. Mm-hmm. This is so, so exciting. And it's funny that on the NL, we may very well have the 99th percentile happiness outcome. And then on the AL, if the Yankees win, we get the... But the absolute bottom, um, if most likely, uh, outcome. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I will say, you know, it has been fun. The baseball's been good. Uh, the baseball's been really good, actually. Um, and 
I I have loved watching the Padres and the Phillies in particular. Um, the reason why neither team was particularly high on my list, as we discussed, um, I generally prefer the World Series to be won by what I would consider, you know, a very very strong deserving team. I like to see them win ninety five games at least. Um, and then one of my other weird rules was I don't like it when a team wins the World Series without its its best player or slash face of the franchise. So that's, those two factors knocked the Padres way down on the list for me, which was weird because the Padres for the last three years I have been my, I mean, I, I wouldn't call them my second favorite team, but I've watched the Padres more than any other team other than the Red Sox for the last three years. Um, they were my West Coast team. Uh, so like I should, if this had happened last year, I would be psyched about it. It was just those two factors, the fact that they didn't even win 90 games, I think, and they and they were without Tatis that bumped them down on my list. Um, but watching them again, you know, I am reminded, of course, they have the best hitter of their generation right now in Juan Soto. They pro- they have two future Hall of Famers in all likelihood, right, we, with, with Soto and Machado. Um, <clears throat> sure, it's a little too early to pencil anything in for Soto. Um, but it, as long as he keeps going on his trajectory, he's, I mean, this is a guy that could end up not just in the Hall of Fame. This is a guy who could be an inner circle hitter of all time. Machado, I feel like we've we've really kind of forgotten and slept on Manny Machado. We, the collective, you know, baseball media and fans of America. Um, and I'm not sure why that I guess it's just, this is kind of what happens to players after they when they bounce around to a couple of different teams in rapid succession, I think. So you had Machado getting traded from the Orioles to the Dodgers. He was on the Dodgers for like a month. Chris Sale struck him out to end the 2018 World Series. And then he signs his big deal with the Padres, which at the time, everyone thought he was sort of going to baseball purgatory. Um, so I feel like people kind of forgot about Manny Machado, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like He's he, he's going to retire in, I don't know, seven years. And we're all of a sudden going to look at his stats and be like, well, shit, he was one of the best players of his generation. Um, so the Padres are fun as hell to watch. The Phillies likely have a future Hall of Famer too in Bryce Harper. Um, they they did steal uh, dancing on my own from us. Um, I don't know how you. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a stance on that? That's been a hot button issue on the on the old Twitter. It's lame as hell, man. It's so <laughs> lame. I mean, the only thing that's not lame about it is the song "Bangs." So mm-hmm. cool. Um, All right, here's because, here's my. I haven't actually. It's like when people steal this. "Sweet Caroline." The Mets did it, and. The, yeah. None of the fans know what's going on. They're just like, and I, I am the only, like, they do this, the why would you steal it? Do your own thing. Do you know, and I don't know the answer to this. So the, the, the Red Sox did not use the original last year, right? They used the remix. Are the Phillies using the original? Because that was my big problem with, with dancing on my own last year was that the Red Sox were using the lesser version. I think the original is far, the Robin original is far superior to the remix that they were playing last year. I thought they were playing yeah. the original, but this, like well, your they, Padres like take, is, is just, is too, uh, it's just, these are overcooked takes. Am I getting too cute? The, insta- the Instant Pond is beeping, the food is burning. These well, are just overcooked. And here's, here's another overcooked take. 
oh, people don't remember Manny Machado because he's moved around. And he's no, he's a dick. Nobody likes him. Well, Everybody knows how good he is, but we decided to sort of ignore it because he's a dick. All right, is um, your is your Manny Machado now? Is that is that based purely on the Pedroia injury, or do you not like him in general? Because I I agree, like the Pedroia injury is something that I will never get over with. But in terms of his overall persona, I don't I like I kind of like that he's a little bit of a dick. Like from an entertaining standpoint, I enjoy that. I enjoy watching. Players like that's that. fine, and on the Padres, it to me it's sort of neutralized it because it's service in a good cause. But when it was for the Orioles and much to a greater extent uh, the Dodgers, it's not just Pedroia; it's everything, everything about him. However, he is the definition if he finishes out his career as I think we both expect him to to age pretty well um, because he's. He's just consistent, and he's very, very, very good. Um, there's no um, doubt about that. But I also want, but also that sort of flips your argument that Tatis is their best player on its head a little bit because they have Soto and Machado. Sure. Um, and on top of that, I get where you're coming from with the wins losses, but against the Dodgers specifically, a if they had Tatis, they would have had more wins. And B, that's their big brother bully rivals who they fucking buried. Um, so, uh, as you know, when we did the draft, especially with the Guardians, what I liked about a lot of these teams were the path they would have to take to win it and who they would have to beat to get there. Um, and so I, that's why, in theory, in general, I empathize with your concerns about the postseason this one and broadly but in the nl this year to me this has worked out the best possible way for people who just have a lot of teams it's like no fuck that team and i don't care if it was unfair that they lost they should have won the games and i know that's reductive but that's the great thing about sports ultimately like well you should have scored more runs than the other team well it, it is and it isn't though here's you know the the reason the reason why I said that I like the World Series to be won by a good team, and the reason why I said that I hate this new playoff format. I mean, there are lots of reasons why. But what what particularly bothers me about mediocre teams succeeding in the playoffs and the complete randomness of the baseball playoffs is that it gives ownership and Major League Baseball a built-in excuse to spend less on players and to not try as hard to win. We're going to hear this. We're going to hear this when we talk about the Dodgers offseason in a month. Everyone's going to say, well, they built a 111-win juggernaut and it didn't even matter. So what is the point of going out and getting that extra free agent and making that blockbuster trade? All you need to do if you're the, the smart thing to do, the quote unquote smart thing to do for a major league front office right now is just pay enough to win 90 games and just get into the tournament. And then it, it, at this point, like the fans are all training themselves to say, well, it's all a crapshoot. Nothing we can do about that. Um, so this just plays into something that I hate about the current state of Major League Baseball, which is that I feel like too many teams and too many too many ownership groups are not going all out to win because they know they don't have to to make money. So that's what really pisses me off 
about this new format and about bad teams winning the World Series. It just it it keeps teams from doing from going all out to win, from spending money to win, from putting together great teams. And so that's like that's what really ticks me off here. Well, and I so think this I is going to be good. I have a I have a counter to that, um, and it's just that. I think you would look at this and say Philly is one of those teams that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, they didn't even so try fi- to put a complete team out on the field this year. They, they I said, think they did. I they mean, said I we don't need did. gloves when they put they, that team together. Yeah, do you know who else they said that about? A team, a very infamous team they said that about? The 2004 Red Sox. There were articles... Yeah, I remember fair. in the Daily, New York Daily News calling them a softball team. Or okay, a, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 in, yeah. That, in, is, in July. that is correct. That is correct. But then and what, the Phillies, what, what was the reason oh, that Theo Epstein cited for when he traded Nomar for Orlando Cabrera and, and Doug Mankiewicz? He fine. said they weren't he, good enough defensively. He went out and made, a, and made an absolutely crazy blockbuster trade that teams don't do anymore because they were desperate to win back then. Uh, but here, here's my counter. The Boston Celtics last year were like 500 through the first half of the season. But by the end of the season, they, they had the best record by far in the second half of the season. And they ended up going to the playoffs, making the finals, and it was understood that the regular season matters. But the season is so long. That if you were particularly good, say, in the second half and roll that over, that is sort of the natural order of things. The Phillies were very, very good in the second half. It was the first half. They weren't weren't that great. So my pushback is that I do not equate them with a team like – I still think the 2006 Cardinals are the the absolute prime example of what you were talking about in the worst sense. Um, well, you can't. But I mean, you can't same, compare the NBA playoffs to the to the MLB. Well, no, no, so hold an, on. An eight hold seed on. will never hold ever on. ever win the finals. Hold on, I just did. <laughs> That's not even true, though. That is not necessarily the, the true. only scenario. The only scenario in basketball where an eight seed could ever win the finals would be if it was a situation where it was a team. It was it was a a stacked and loaded team who. Ha, who maybe the best player on the team is one of the top five guys in the NBA, and he missed eighty percent of the season, right? So they just kind of floundered along, treaded water. He comes back, they secure the eight seed, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now the best team is back together, and they win the final. That's the only scenario where it can happen in the NBA. In baseball, the eight, the, you know, the work, the lowest seed in the playoffs can just be mediocre and get hot at the right time. Well, okay, but that's also not fair because the eight seed in the NBA is in one conference. So now you're talking about the top six seeds on both sides. That shit can happen for the, re- for the exact reason you laid out. However, yes, it happens differently, but that's not what happened with the Celtics at all. The Celtics just started playing better. So my, my point is that I agree with you in theory, but I don't necessarily think this Phillies team fits perfectly um, with what you're saying. So, because look, who's their GM? Like, it's a guy who's pl- trying. I don't think you can accuse him of not being of not trying to win. No, and that's that, what we that want. Is, and that it's is worked. certainly true. Yes, that 
that is that part is certainly true. Um, just I, get I, a new fucking song to dance to, guys. <laughs> Pick a different song. Let me let me run something by you, okay? I I got frustrated yesterday, and I went for a frustration walk. Um, I wasn't frustrated because of the baseball playoffs. I was, uh, um, for the first time in a long time, I'm, I, I am writing a piece for a publication that's not over the monster. Um, and it's really, it's like a 14-page magazine piece, and I had revisions in. Um, and let me tell you, although I probably shouldn't say this over a podcast for the sake of my career, but I really hate being edited, Brian. <laughs> so... <laughs> So let me just throw that out there to you. The ne- if, if, if you ever get annoyed about something that I am doing, uh, just remind me of how much I hate this. So I was getting frustrated doing these edits, and I went for a walk. Um, and as I usually do, I started thinking about baseball. And I came up with a new postseason format. And it's either the greatest idea of all time or it's a complete disaster. So I need you to tell me what it is, okay? I mean, I know where my money is, so let's just see whether I'm doubling it. All right, right, so here's step one. We eliminate divisions. We're already kind of moving in that direction. The schedule is going to be more balanced next year, um, so we don't really need it for scheduling purposes. Um, And you can't, the, the people who care about the history of the game can't claim it's a historical because we didn't have divisions at all until 1968 or 69, whatever it was. So that's step one. We get rid of divisions. Keep the American League and National League. No divisions. The top three teams at the end of the season make the playoffs. The um, I also the, this is this doesn't really have to do with the playoffs, but the the number one team they get a trophy. They get called American League champions. They get to celebrate. I feel like we should celebrate more regular season accomplishments. Um, I know American fans don't do that, but whatever. We can we can we can change the national mood. So the top three teams make the playoffs. The next eight teams, no matter what their records are, the next eight teams then go into a three-day single elimination tournament. Seeded one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. It's an absolute grueling, crazy, batshit three days where teams could be forced to fly across the country twice in in that span. Um, And then the champion, we don't call it the postseason, we just call it like the world, we call it the wild card tournament. The one team at the end of that gets to go to the postseason and play the top seed. Now, could that team be the worst it could be could that be the eighth seed which actually in this scenario would be the 11th seed could be the 11th best team in the american league yes it could theoretically does that bother me yes but in this format what we're having here is is one if you get through that three-day tournament that's hard as hell okay so you have really done something to 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 earn your spot and two more importantly we're only letting one mediocre team in the pool in each league we're still guaranteeing that the top three teams the three teams who have over 95 wins who have proven themselves worthy still get a fair shot 
So the reason why I like this format, one, it's completely different than than anything else in American playoffs. Um, I feel like American postseason sports, we they, they all change so incrementally. They all change. They tiptoe into into different formats and they see what the other leagues do. This is completely different, which is I think fun. It it satisfies the owners' needs, which is what the owners just want money. The owners just want more playoff games. So this actually gives them more postseason games than in the current format because you would have you'd have fourteen guaranteed games in that wild card tournament. Whereas right now the current format, the wild card round only guarantees you eight as a maximum of twelve. So the owners get more money. I get my wish of having uh, uh, fewer mediocre teams have an actual chance to win the World Series. And think about how fun those three days are. Those three days would be, they, like, that would have a real first weekend of the NCAA tournament vibe to it. I, can, get, have, I can give you a much better analogy than that. Okay. It would be like the NBA play-in tournament because that is precisely what it is. It, well, it yes. <laughs> it is, but it's not exactly that because again, the NBA playing the NBA playing teams the mechanics of it the mechanics of it are pretty much the same it's the, the mechanics are pretty much level the same. of the team yeah, the, yeah yes. the NBA playing teams like that like I don't care about the playing tournament because you're just watching to see two teams that are you know maybe if they're lucky going to get to the second round see I think um, that I just doubled my money on this being crazy I don't know how I don't know how if your problem is that teams don't get a fair shake, you're just saying outside of the top three teams, you mm-hmm. do you, you watch soccer, don't you? I do. Yes, that is very apparent from this. Um, very, very apparent. Uh, because that's what this sounds like, and I don't I do not uh, get how it would be more fair. And owners would be happier because owners want. Well, the owners are happier because they're getting more playoff games. They're getting more playoff games, so they get more TV money. That's why they're they're, happy. That's the only thing. They're not necessarily getting more playoff games. They're probably getting more playoff games. But actually, no, they're not getting more playoff games. No, it's not guaranteed. It's the opposite. Are the next two series best of sevens? No, yes, no, 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 no. The next two series are still best of fives. But in this, so in the, in this system that that we just but there are four teams year, left then, not eight. The world's the or not, uh, yeah. Yes, there yes, was, yes. Correct, correct. There's fourteen after so there's the wild ten card in tournament. Our first round now. As it stands, there are ten, at least ten, or at least eight the first time around, and at least eight the second time around, which is sixteen before you get down to four teams. Right. I don't know how that's more or less than 14, but, you know. It's, it's so, so under the current system, with, with they had the best of three wild card round, that guaranteed eight games, eight postseason right. games for the, for the right. owners. This system right. guarantees them 14. It, it does the old thing of, you know, keeping Right, but how many teams are left interested. when it's over? How many teams are left when it's over? Overall, how many teams are left? So after four. the wild card tournament? After four. the wild card tournament, four in each league. So oh, after that the wild applies to each league? Yes, oh, yes, yes. I thought you meant overall. No, no, oh, yeah, no. This so is this fine. is this what is just, so th- this is this the is wild So the American League, the American League wild card tournament would have been it would have been the Blue Jays hosting the Angels 
Shohei Otani going on the mound to, to try and win one game to keep the Angels alive. It would have been the, the Mariners hosting the Twins. The Rays host... No, sorry. Uh, yeah, Mariners hosting the Twins. Rays hosting the Red Sox. Orioles hosting the White Sox. That would have been See, the I first round. That's one day, one game. This is all just equivocating. Game. Like, now you're just giving even shittier teams a chance to be a part of it because... Correct. I mean, I, I, I don't think... I don't have but a it's problem only with one, it per but it's, se. it's one mediocre team as opposed to a letting three. The, you, you said the Red Sox. I assume you meant the White Sox. No, um, no the, the Red Sox would have made the, the both both Soxes would have made this tournament. Yeah, that okay. So no, I'm out. I'm totally. The Red Sox did not deserve to be anywhere better. near the playoffs this year. I, I, yeah, I don't disagree, but but they almost certainly wouldn't. I mean, one only one team is coming out of this crazy three day tournament, right? So could it be a me- mediocre team like the Red Sox? Sure, absolutely. Um, fact, I understand it would give bona fides to whatever team won it. So even if they weren't good going in, you'd be like, well, look who we just fucking yeah. beat. So I get that. We just but, won um, three straight games, flying across the country to do so. We didn't even know who we were playing the next day. Like, you win that tournament, you get to see at the table. All right. I mean, you said more games. I'm sure Manfred will listen. If that's your 1,400-word thing, <laughs> work it up. And by the way, here's my thing with editing. I used to hate editing, being edited. Now here's what I do every time. I see the edits. They're in you know, red markings in Google or whatever. Mm-hmm. I go straight up to accept all changes and stop tracking. I do it, and then I just look at it again. I, I don't even look. Mm. I, just, I go back then and edit it to make it sound like I want it to send sound like I wanted it to sound, but I, it's to avoid that angst. Yeah, that's not a, that isn't a bad strategy because it is the worst when you start going in the, in, through the Google Doc and you get to the first comment that you don't like. And then at that point, at least for me, I just get up and go take an anger walk and think well, about so the Well, so yeah, and the reason I do it that way, so it's like I'm not... So since I'm reading it and there's no markings on it, it's just like it's rereading it. And if something doesn't sound egregiously wrong and I know it's changed, I'm like, that's fine. And then it's like it's an easier way for me to pick my battles Hmm. because ultimately my name is on this thing. So I'm reading this and I know you made some changes and it's one where it's like, okay, I would not do that. Then I go back Mm -hmm. and say, okay, that's that's that going forward too late for this because I think it's finally done. Um, But for next time. Um, all right, to wrap up the postseason talk, so, so all right, so have you, you've enjoyed it so far? Yes, oh yeah. Okay. I stayed up until 2 on Saturday night to watch the end of all the games, and um, I have not done that probably in 10 years, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. That, see, that, you know, that's interesting, um, because for the first time, for me, for the first time in 10 years, I like completely missed a series. Um, in that first weekend, that that's another complaint I had about this is that there's, it, it's a little too much baseball for me. With the old system, you could really like dig into each series, and watch as much of it as you can. With this new system, that first that wild card weekend, like like I didn't I didn't see a single second of the Cardinal series, and and I would have enjoyed watching Albert Pujols's last game. Um, but you know, like they, they, you blinked and you missed them. It was just you know two games and, and it was over, um, and it was just a little too much for me. So 
For for me, what the first thing and I you want was, more <laughs> playoff games? This guy can't make any sense. No, I get it. I don't. I, I hey, look, isn't it uh, the the sign of a intelligent mind to hold exactly two two, two ideas? ideas. At the same time? No, I mean obviously if it was a Lincoln, bunch of Thoreau. It was a bunch of single single game playoffs. That's a lot easier to follow. Yeah. Um, all right, so who do you, do you so you're feeling? You think the Padres are are going to uh, pull this out? It sounds like you're, no. I, that's the, to your yeah. point. It's very hard. It's impossible to, tell. to predict. It's impossible to predict. But I mean, I guess Reece at this point, I am rooting for the bat. Padres. Like Reese oh, Hoskins God. slamming the bat is not something that happens in a seven game series. No, it that's doesn't. Like, that's like so that's true in the third <laughs> inning too. <laughs> let's not let's not leave that part out. It was in the third inning. Of, of a tied series. It was <laughs> yeah. just like, no, we are winning. It was awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I think excited. the players like it, though. Not the ones who lose, but they can win next time if they have a problem with it. Look, yeah. when it comes back to bite the Red Sox, I'll just flip the script entirely. I don't care. Yeah. Look, it's been entertaining. Like I said, I feel like I feel like it's bad for the long term health of the game because it's going to it disincentivizes putting together great rosters. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's my big problem with it. So, we'll see. Um, all right, should we move on? Let's move on to... Um... A game that I know you are very excited to play. <laughs> I am too excited to play this game. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed, Brian, but there has there's been some grumblings in the fan base, uh, particularly about High and Bloom's job performance. And in particular, I think people uh, are grumbling about his affinity for so-called dumpster diving. Um, now let me be clear. Like I actually think it's, it's, it's a really crucial and important part of organization building and roster construction to find diamonds in the rough, um, to find players who've really had absolutely no success, but identify something you can fix in them. Um, it's, it's a really important thing to do. All teams have to do it. And in Haim Bloom's defense, he has said over and over again that it hasn't been until this offseason, it hasn't been the right time to go in on, on more elite talent. I disagree with that premise, but taking him at his word, we'll see what happens this offseason. So I don't necessarily have a problem with all of his quote unquote dumpster diving. I do have to admit, though, now that the narrative is out there, it is absolutely hilarious to read the waiver wire transactions 
and see like just what type of player we are now cycling through the Red Sox. Um, so here's the game we're going to play. I'm going to read you the name and brief career summary of six baseball players. Some of these baseball players will be actual human beings who High and Bloom has claimed off the waiver wire. And others will be completely fictional players that I made up. Um, how do you feel about this? How do you think you're going to do here? Oh, I think I'll do poorly. And I, I also want to point out that, uh, and you've sort of alluded to this, is that he met, he will almost certainly sign or trade for some higher level players, but he's never going to stop dumpster diving. No, he's it, not. He's, he's, he's going to do his other acquisitions from the dumpster. Which, again, like I said, it's an important part of team construction. And if he proves to be good at it, that's an incredibly valuable skill for a GM to have. I just don't want it to be his priority. Um, have you thought of a name for this? I have a suggestion if you haven't. I have not. All right. I think we should call this game Bloom or Nom de Plume. I love terrible puns, and even I'm a little horrified, but I'm going with it. All right. How about bloom or plume? Because then you imply nom de plume, but also plume of smoke that'll go into puff. Uh... Also, it sounds like you were really stoned when you came up with it. So you get the plume of smoke. I I mean, I'm not not saying I wasn't really stoned when I came up with all of this. All right, bloom or nom de plume, let's do it. Okay. All right, here we go. So you you understand the game here? You understand how this works? As well as anyone could. All right. Player number one, Easton McGee. Easton McGee is a 24-year-old pitcher from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. He was born the day after Christmas on December 26th. He was Kentucky's Mr. Baseball in 2016. Uh, in 2001, he spent 2001 in AA, where he had a 4.07 ERA. He's principally a starter, though he has made some appearances out of the bullpen. Um, he was promoted to AAA this year, where he had a 5.43 ERA and gave up two home runs per nine innings over 22 starts. Easton McGee married his wife Jenna in October 2020 at the Burdick Farms in Crofton, Kentucky. Um, which was named a best of venue by the Not.com four years running, Brian, which earned it uh, Not.com Hall of Fame status. Easton McGee was claimed by the Red Sox on October 5th of this year after he was released by the Tampa Bay Race. Brian Joyner, Easton McGee, is that Bloom or Nom de Plume? Bloom. Bloom, correct. Uh, when you play was... when you play in a 24 team uh, dynasty baseball league with giant rosters, <laughs> you retain the name of a lot See, of prospects. I, I, uh, well, not that I could tell you prospect. anything about him, but I like, but I I remembered the name. Um, but I got to say, your level of detail here very much excites me for the fake ones because That's, it's going to yeah, be the I should, same level I should, of detail. Yeah, I should, yeah. so for, for everyone, I'm going to give you a name, brief summary of their career, and fun fact. That is, that is going to happen for all of them. Um, he, was, he was actually claimed on the last day of this season while the Red Sox were playing the race. Um, so Easton McGee. As far as I can tell, the 
thing about him that gives people some hope he can resurrect his career is that he is tall. He's like 6'4". So people are excited about that. To, to, All right, so. to, to quote Mike Clevenger, go to independent ball, learn to throw 99 miles per hour and come back and, and come back with the job. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, uh, oh, actually, no, not speaking of that. That's, uh, oh, no, it is. Okay, yeah, number two. All right, you're one for one. Number two, Taylor Motter. <clears throat> Taylor Motter is a 33-year-old utility guy from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and the Coastal Carolina University. He has had 404 career Major League at-bats in which he has slashed 191, 262, 309 for a career OPS plus of 56. He has been a member of seven different Major League organizations. In 2019, however, he was a member of zero Major League organizations. He played 10 games with the Kaiwoom Heroes of the Korean Baseball Organization he went four for 35 and was released by the Kaiwoom Heroes. Um, and oh, Sorry, this is 2020, not 2019. He came back stateside and joined the Jersey Wise Guys of the All-American Baseball Challenge, a six-team recreational league formed in the New York metropolitan area during the COVID-19 pandemic. Remember that? Um, the next year, after playing for the Kaiwoom Heroes and the Jersey Wise Guys, he was claimed off waivers by the Boston Red Sox 10 years after he was drafted by his first organization, the Tampa Bay Race. Brian Joyner, Taylor Motter, Bloom or Nom de Plume? Hit me with that Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> two for two. What gave it away this time? I just remember him. Again, he actually, so he actually played... For the Red Sox last year, he played three games for the 2021 Red Sox. He, he had seven at-bats. He hit a triple and a double. His OPS plus was 226. You remember this guy? I just, I'm telling you, it's all this Dynasty Baseball League. I looked at that waiver wire long and hard, just staring at it day after day because the, the people who are not rostered are the dregs, and I, I remember the name. All right, you are two for two. I really thought the Jersey Wise guys was going to be something you would, you would be sure was fake. No, Although it's, on the it's other... too it's too good to be fake. <laughs> and I and look, I live around here. That's something that people would do. It's not something they wouldn't do. That's true. All right, here we go. Number three, Sedwin Argus, a twenty-six-year-old outfielder originally from Curacao. He actually played on the 2008 Curacao Little League World Series team with Jeremy Profar, who is Jerickson's brother. And he briefly gained notoriety during that tournament when he hit a foul ball that knocked the head off of Little League World Series mascot Slugger, um, revealing Slugger to be a 17-year-old um, Williamsport High School cheerleader named Jackie Spellman. In his last season, 2002, he hit 232, 283, 353 in 98 games. He had 16 stolen bases. Um, this was at the AA level. And he was claimed off waivers by the Boston Red Sox on September 27, 2021, after being released by the Tampa Bay Race. Brian Joyner, Sedwin Argus, Bloom or Nom de Plume? Plume. 
feel like this whole thing may be a setup, but I'm saying this is nom de plume. <laughs> this is nom de plume. I did consider briefly making them all real people. <laughs> uh, believe me, like I've listened to enough podcasts where people do that that I knew that that was an option from the start. Yeah. Uh, this is nom de plume. However, Jeremy Profar is a real person. That actually is Jerickson's brother. And he did play on the, on the 2008 Curacao Little League World Series team. Yeah, I think you might have. Uh, like, I felt like you worked backwards from that. And I was like, that's more likely than. <laughs> I kind of did. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, it, you, you definitely would have been like, and his favorite player was Andrew Jones, because that's what yep. every single kid from Curacao said. <laughs> that is true. I did, but yeah, Jer, uh, Jeremy Profar, real player. Um, Sedwin, real first name from that 2008 Little League World Series team. Argus, real last name from that team. Um, but yes, you got it. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the next one. Jake Reed, 30-year-old pitcher from La Mesa, California, and the University of Oregon. He pitched 11 major league innings this past season. In those 11 innings, he walked seven and gave up nine earned runs for an ERA plus of 58. He is married to Janie Takeda Reed, who won a silver medal on the U.S. softball team in the 2020 Olympics. He has played for seven major league organizations, including making one single appearance in July 2021 um, after he was claimed and then released five days later by the Tampa Bay Rays. Jake Reed, bloom or nom de plume? I think... This is a really good one. This is very good. I think nom de plume. You are incorrect for the first time in the game. That is an actual human being. Uh, sorry, we... sorry. You know what it is? It's just my, my distrust of Jake's. <laughs> uh, we actually just picked him up. Like a week. He, he is the person who inspired this game um, to me. Fitting, because... fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Now that now that I'm in the business of finding things to say about the Red Sox, uh, 365 days of the year, I, I'm paying a lot more attention to, to to tidbits of news that I otherwise would not. Um, and he was claimed off waivers six days ago by the Sox, and um, he's not good, as you can tell by the summary I gave. But but seeing seeing how other outlets are forced to write about this stuff, it's interesting. Like Rob Bradford had a whole article. It's like, here's the newest uh, waiver claim by the Red Sox. Here's why he might be intriguing. And the entire article and reason for why he might be intriguing pretty much amounted to he throws sidearm and, and can be tough on righties as a result. The crazy, um, like I get emails from the Red Sox for every roster move. So I've seen his name and I saw like, that's how little it registered, but that sounds really? like, yeah, I before those. I don't think I want them. So you don't, don't, don't reach out to them. I thought behalf. I wanted them before the beginning of last season. And now it is sort of, that's there's, there's a lot of Eduardo, Edward Bizardo, um, emails. It's just yeah. like, 
You He's can, gone, by the way. Find, you, I know, but yeah, and, and, and I think could, he might have been the person who was DFA to make room for for I Jake Reed right. here. I think that's. I think you're right. <laughs> All right, I'm still three. I'm still what three and one. You are one. You are three for uh, three, three for, for four. four. Yeah. All right, two left. Okay, Devin Myler. A 27-year-old outfielder from Rancho Cucamonga, California, and Pepperdine University. Uh, his career high in home runs is six, which he hit in A ball in 2019. Uh, in 2021, he led all of minor league baseball when he was caught stealing 13 times while successfully stealing only 19 bases. He has a tattoo of an oyster on his left shoulder which he got after working at an oyster farm while playing for the Ketuit Ketaliers of the Cape Cod Baseball League. And the Red Sox claimed him off waivers on June 13th, 2022, after he was released by the Tampa Bay Rays. Devin Myler, Bloom or non de Bloom? I'm going to go nom de Plume again. Nom de Plume, that was correct. I feel like that was an easier one. That was, that the was thing the is, if there was a guy with an oyster tat, first of all, I think oysters was probably the wrong choice for Ketuit. Um, you know, maybe you, you go Quahogs. I went back and forth between clam and oyster, and I knew that you, being an island boy, this would be this would be one you would you would uh, zoom in on. But no, Ketuit, Ketuit, you see Ketuit oysters on menus. Yeah, that's why I went for it. That's true. Um, I should have said clam. I, 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 I had clam originally and I changed it. To it oyster. wouldn't have mattered. It was just so like, I honestly think I would have, if I had ever heard of that, ever. It never, it will never leave my head. That's true. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, I guaranteed a, uh, I guaranteed a winning record here. You did. You are four. Yeah, you are four for five. All right, last one. Jake Reed. God damn it. (laughs) Your bias against Jake's comes back to bite you again. Um, All right, Ralph Garza Jr., 28-year-old pitcher from Edinburgh, Texas, and the University of Oklahoma. He has been a member of four different big league organizations. Um, He pitched in 21 games in AAA this year where he had a 5.64 ERA. His most recent tweet came last night, and he tweeted, quote, Pedro has scotch blue tape on his glasses, end quote. He was claimed off waivers by the Red Sox on March 24th, 2022, was released 14 days later without throwing a single pitch for the Red Sox and claimed by the Tampa Bay Rays. Ralph Garza Jr., Bloom or Nom de Plume? I'm going Nom de Plume. Nom de Plume is incorrect. He's a real human being. <laughs> he is a real human being. He was, that was released. More, that was as much game theory as anything else. Like, did he go three and three or four and two? I, you know, I, yes. I actually, I was initially going to go three and three, and then I realized that you would be able to figure that out. And uh, so I changed it up specifically to trick you up. Um, but yeah, he's a real player. He was a Red Sox for 14 days this spring. Uh, ended up going to Tampa Bay. As, as I as I read, he was not good in AAA this year at a 5.64 ERA. But the Rays called him up anyway, and in 19 games out of the bullpen for the Rays this year, he had a 3.34 ERA and a 109 ERA plus. What the fuck, <laughs> Ralph Garza Jr. 
The Rays are ridiculous. <laughs> How do they do it over and over and over again? All right. I mean, this is like getting this is like the wordle. Getting it in four is just like okay, you did, you passed, you got four a par. Six. Yeah, four for six. It was pretty good. I it, it, it well, I don't know. Maybe we'll revisit this in the spring after after a winter's worth of of minor league free agent transactions. Okay. Um, next time, I did. Time I, I did handicap. The, uh, you want to do it next time? Yeah, I'll do it next time. Be my be my guest. I did handicap myself a little bit um, in order to, in order to go for the bit of all of them being former Rays. <laughs> but 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 guess what? It wasn't hard to find former Rays that I'm Bloom has claimed off the waiver wire so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this was not a one of us had to win and one of us had to lose podcast but i feel like i won I so yeah i mean you um, did you you I, I i challenged you and you defeated me you get to um, cross the bridge or just just as the microphone challenged you as we tried to get on <laughs> the uh, podcast you know what i did wrong i was see I it's was the end plugged. now no one's listening go ahead <laughs> i plugged I plugged my headphones uh, not into the headphone jack, but into the little screw jack that you use if you want to hang your microphone upside down. Fantastic. <laughs> that is, That's what that I is, did wrong. That's why my headphones weren't working, John. That, that, was, that was wonderful, especially as you kept messaging me, like, are you sure your shit is right? I'm like, uh, I think so. But we yeah, made it work. I got work. cocky. I got cocky. I, I, I do three podcasts, and all of a sudden I think I'm an expert. Well, we made it work, and uh, hopefully by the time you guys listen to this, you're all celebrating the demise of the Yankees, um, getting ready to root for the Guardians against the mm-hmm. Astros. Having a big Yankee Elimination Day party, having a feast, dancing around the Yankee Elimination Day rock. Yeah, truly the best day of the year. Is it hopefully rock? it's today. Yes. Um, we, but should, that's it. We, sh- we should create some customs for Yankee Elimination Day. Actually, I like that a lot. Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> we'll talk offline. Let's not give it away to the people. Okay. Um, um, but that's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Over the Monster podcast. We'll be back when we have another ridiculous gimmick to go through as we'll talk some more playoff baseball, probably argue about the exact same things. Um, <laughs> till then, you could follow us on Twitter. Dan is at Dan Secatori. Hey, we didn't talk about Aaron Judge on this podcast. Oh, we also didn't talk about first. our recommendations. Um, oh, quick, quick, quick recommendation. Um, you go first. That's my recommendation. A History of Italy podcast. Um, it's like this, like 12 minutes long narrated by this guy who lives in Italy, but he's British. He talks very slowly and he has a very wry sense of humor. Um, and I started it in like uh, early COVID days when the only exercise I could do was go to the um, wall and hit the tennis ball. And I just burned through like 300 years of Italian history. And I literally took like a two year break. Now I'm back on it. It's called the history of Italy. I like that. You want to, you want to drop a a quick, crazy Italian history fun fact for us? Um, No. Right, we'll save it. We'll we'll draft Italian history fun facts next week. Oh, no, I'm I'm in. Have you, it's interesting that that was a COVID thing for you. Did you notice that um, 
actually one of them might have been one of them might have been made pre-covid um but i i feel like i feel like after bourdain died a lot of a lot of like b-list celebrities said hey i'm gonna try and be the new travel tv guy and there were like several shows made from 2019 to 2021 where like semi-famous actors just went to italy and somehow got a streaming service to pay for that like yeah, Stanley Tucci like, had one. Um, there was the one, the wine show. Yes, where, that's the the, the two, that is yeah, the Matthew Matthew Reese, right? Is that what we're, yes, and what's and the other Matthew. guy's name? I don't. Yeah, did you? I watched. I watched like one episode of that, and my god, I couldn't stand either one of those guys. Did, did you watch? That was the that? ultimate example of what you're talking about, where yes. there was literally just like, let's pay someone to go drink the best wines in the world in Italy. I know it was a joke. They were, yeah, they didn't even do any work. They literally, there were other people on the show and they were like, Hey, we want to try this variety. Go find some for us. And those guys would like go and then come back to a villa and they would just drink it. God damn it. What a scam. I know. Um, So my recommendation is the wine show. (laughs) Starring Matthew Reese and some other Matt who I can't remember. Uh, It's on a streaming service near you somewhere and it's definitely something that i plan to recommend because i did not totally forget to do this this time yeah well see that's because he's been watching too much of the wine show and sampling yeah uh, that's true i have yeah Uh, actually the real answer is that i spent too much time coming up with fake baseball players (laughs) that's the real reason why i forgot i'm really disappointed in myself i know you're so close to perfection um okay that is it, people. Uh, you could follow Dan at Dan Secatore on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Brian Joyner, Brian with the Y, Joyner with an I. You can also follow everything we do at Over the Monster. And um, for the last time, happy Yankee Elimination Day. Woo-hoo! And uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot.